the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. D.C., Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrup. In Colorado, six inches of new snow and frigid temperatures compounded the misery of hundreds of residents trying to salvage what remains of their homes after a wildfire tore through the Denver suburbs. Willem Klein says he never imagined the speed and destruction of a wildfire. I'm shocked just how unbelievably fast it all happened. Klein owns a home in the older part of Superior, gutted by the blaze. David Marks had yet to make it to his Superior neighborhood, but did see homes near his aflame. 50, 60 feet high, probably. Um, It was really, I've never seen anything like it. Anywhere from 500 to 1,000 homes are thought to have burned in the fire, which broke out unusually late in the year, following an extremely dry fall and amid a winter nearly devoid of snow until Friday's snow, a day too late. I'm Tim McGuire. This is SRN News. Mark Levin sees big changes from the left. This Marxism, racism, and I'll add anti-Semitism is now... Firmly entrenched in the Democrat Party, in the American media, and in entertainment. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's turning us into a third world balkanized country rather than people assimilating and proud of their culture and their society in America. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, and it's the big one, NDSU Bison. They're going for a national championship on our sister station, The Biz 1440. Pre-game show gets going at 10 a.m., kickoff of, at 11 a.m. as Montana State takes on the Bison from Frisco, Texas. Stream the game at Twin Cities Business Radio.com. The Narn with Mitch Berg continues on The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog approaching its 20th anniversary. Yeah, you heard that right. 20 years of five mornings a week writing that that, that blog. Shotinthedark.info, February 5th, right between my son's birthday and Ronald Reagan's birthday, so I can never forget it. Uh, That's my five days a week uh, side hustle. Of course, this broadcast... On March 6th, we'll be 18 years old, old enough to sign contracts, join the military, and continue dominating in its own in its own way. Uh, of course, Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 1 to 3. Jack Tomzak uh, joining us live after 3 o'clock here on AM 12A, The Patriot. And King Banyan every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, together with the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating nearly all Twin Cities media. I say nearly all Twin Cities media because, of course, 
one part of the Twin Cities media that seems to be dominating everyone else at this point is our next guest, Rebecca Brannon. Rebecca, welcome to the, 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 the broadcast here today. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. And uh, I, I introduce you as... I won't say the only genuine reporter in in the Twin Cities. There are other reporters who do a good conscientious job. But there's an awful lot of Twin Cities media that, whether by accident or design or just sloth and indolence, winds up being uh, PR agents for the DFL. And and no one's been able to say that about you, Rebecca Brennan. So that's that's a very good thing. uh, We talked with you last about the uh, the odd little uh, incident that happened at the McDonald's in Uptown, uh, a place where 10 scant years ago, the biggest thing you would see is, is, I don't know, underdressed frat girls throwing up, sorority girls throwing up in trash cans on a Friday night uh, with a BAC of 0.4. Your your episode with the car theft and shooting in the McDonald's was, for for someone who got very cynical about Minneapolis, was uh, even beyond that a bit of an eye-opener. Cynicism is the order of the day here. You have been covering the the situation with Sheriff Dave Hutchinson of uh, Hennepin County and his arrest two weeks ago, well, arrest, his, his incident involving drunk driving two weeks ago. Let's go back to the beginning of the situation here. He was at Arrowwood Resort near Alexandria in a room full of, <clears throat> I, ha- I haste to add, law enforcement officers. Uh, given uh, his size and the uh, amount of alcohol left in his bloodstream hours and hours and hours later when he was finally tested, the estimates are he had to have lost count at eight to ten drinks. That's a whole bunch of booze, Rebecca Brannon. Uh, what what more do we know about the episode that led to the uh, infamous car crash a couple weeks back? Well, not much. I did attempt to go up to Arrowhead uh, a couple weeks ago, and as far as I know, I'm the only journalist that's gone up there and attempt to try to uh, dispel some of the rumors. You probably see a lot of them on Twitter. I've, I've heard it all, you know, such as he was cut off at the bar, he got angry, and that's when he stormed out and, and drove away. Right. Uh, I, I can't confirm a lot of those details, but from the details I did get from the bartenders, look, they had a great night. People were throwing 20s all around, drinking quite, quite a bit. He was drinking Crown and Sprite all night. Uh, he was boisterous. She didn't say he was out of hand or he was angry. Uh, he made some comments to her like, hey, you've got some great tits, but I can say that because I'm gay. And he would joke around all night. And, you know, <laughs> it's just it, there, nothing that I could uh, determine that you know, led to what happened. He crashed at 2.30 in the morning. That bar at Arrowhead Resort closed at 1 a.m. Now, she told me they went to a second bar, which I didn't follow up with. So it's unclear what happened if they did make it to that bar from 1 to 2.30 in the morning. I don't know what happened. Could not confirm if he indeed had a room uh, reserved at the Arrowhead. I've heard that rumor. So there's still a lot of, you know, details about that night. We don't know. Uh, I do know when he crashed at 2.30 in the morning, they didn't take his blood till 5 30 in the morning that's that's almost three hours later and i will come back to that because that's that's probably one of the more the more irritating things if you believe in in actual laws for real people uh that that's one of the things that i think is the most outrageous about this story but uh, two details that uh, started with this story number one is it true as far as you can tell that there was a rule no cameras were allowed in the party at, at airhead that's something i've heard from if not an official source at least a credible one but uh, i'm just amazed there's video of everything in this world including carjackings in mcdonald's parking lots and yet for some reason no video pops up of this room full of sheriffs partying it up i can't confirm that but that bar is very small and she said there was about eight of them at that bar wow. and i can't imagine anyone was recording or taking photos from what i could tell there was no photo. Fo- 
um, cameras in that establishment. It's kind of an older yeah. place. There's there's no, I didn't even notice a camera at the bar. So it, yeah, not a lot of street crime going no. on out there. So no. <laughs> probably less need for it. Uh, the other one is like from uh, my assumption was, and just from having followed the mainstream media, was that he had to have left the party at Arrowwood, a room full of sheriffs. Which means there are other sheriffs out there tying well. Apparently, there must have been, unless they're all on the twelve-step program or or Mormons. Uh, there were probably a few other sheriffs out there knocking them back and then driving presumably somewhere uh, afterwards here. But if they went to a different bar, there's no uh, between one and two thirty or one and whenever he left to go out on the freeway. There's no way of really knowing who was in a, in the room with him. So the idea that a bunch of sheriffs uh, fellow. Law enforcement officers might have said, yeah, bon voyage, drive careful there, uh, and you know, don't, don't run into anything, may, may be assuming too much. Yeah, I've received no detail or confirmation of any of the other individuals there. I would love to, but I've, I've tried, and everyone's keeping it rather tight-lipped. I, did, uh, I was told that allegedly uh, Robert, no, sorry, Richard, Richard Hudson, okay. Hudson um, who serves as legal um, I think he's the attorney for the Minnesota Sheriff's Association. He possibly was there allegedly, but I haven't been able to confirm that either. Wow. There's just there's so much because it's tight lip. No one wants to talk. Everyone I feel is protecting the sheriff. I did track down even the tow company. They didn't want to speak with me, and I, I almost understand why. I mean, they had a Blue Lives Matter sign outside their front of their business, right. and I, I'm not too sure if they're aware of who Hutchinson is. I mean, he is rather a progressive sheriff endorsed down here by Ilhan Omar, Tim Walls. Yeah. Uh, we know that here in the cities. So um, there's so much hard to, to track down for that night. But in, it almost at this point doesn't matter because everything was so quickly dealt with and done with within two weeks. He was charged and pled guilty to one, one of the four misdemeanors. The other three pretty much were dismissed, including the, the gun charge, conveniently so he could carry his weapon on the job. And I want to come back to that, but let's talk about the actual crash itself. From, oh, yeah. From wherever he took off, he heads off down 94, I presume. Was, was it 94? It was off okay, 94. 94. Uh, at some point along the road, somewhere in, I believe, Douglas County, uh, something happens. He goes off the road. He flips, I think, end over end, if I recall correctly, scattering uh, ammunition uh, and, and other detritus all over the place. Uh, he was extricated by first responders, and uh, and at that point, what what happened? I mean, I don't know if he was extricated because I posted uh, police scanner audio, okay. and there were reports of a male crawling alongside the road. Crawling, that's right. He and wasn't, so, wasn't, okay. Uh, and I have been unable to obtain body camera footage of that night, squad camera footage, and at this point too, why are they withholding that state patrol and Douglas County? Because the investigation is now closed. Usually, that is now readily available. There are a number of irregularities that evening. Now, number one, the State Patrol usually posts, I am told, accident reports on its website within a couple of hours. Now, maybe at 2.30 in the morning, uh, we, we, we cut them a little bit of slack. They're probably not on call uh, at, at 2.30 in the morning to post. I don't know. I have no idea. But in this case, it was a 12-hour delay. There was quite well, a delay. Yeah. Quite a delay. Uh, so so uh, allegations of special treatment probably aren't uh, too far out of line. But the other uh, question is, he was not tested until he got to the hospital. Granted, he was he had some injuries. They had to get him into the hospital. But nobody really, I mean, I can't imagine a whole lot of people not getting pressured to take a field sobriety test if they're able to, or at least uh, blowing into the, uh, into the tox, uh, into the, whatever they call them, the, the, the breathalyzer uh, on the scene uh, to, to ascertain what their blood alcohol content was immediately. Now, they took him into the hospital to the nearest emergency room. He was uh, given a urine test 
some hours. Do you remember how, how many hours? I remember hearing it was like three or four hours after the actual accident. Yeah, I believe around 5.30 in the morning. He crashed at 2.30. They responded to the accident about 2.30 at least. And his blood alcohol, or I guess the, the analogous equivalent to blood alcohol content was a point one three at that point. And if you extrapolate backwards three hours the way the body normally uh, gets rid of alcohol, he would have been somewhere around a point one six or point one seven, which is double the legal limit, and, and I think this is significant here, four times the legal limit to carry a firearm in the state of Minnesota. That we will come back to there. But right there, the whole idea of special treatment in that he, he basically was, was taken to the hospital, wasn't given uh, any sort of a test of any sort until well after uh, the, 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 he hit his peak of intoxication. And then what happened after that? I mean, his booking was highly irregular. Right. As far as I could tell, and I was on this for days trying to track him down. I even tried to contact the hospital. And at one point, several days after the accident, um, the gal overnight told me she couldn't find anybody by that name. Oh. Now, either he had an alias. I tried a lot. I tried a lot yeah. to track where was a sheriff. Because keep in mind, we didn't have a sheriff here in Hennepin County for how many weeks? Who? Yeah. Where was our chief law enforcement uh, individual in, in, while crime is running rampant, as you know, here in Minneapolis alone in the suburbs. Yeah. So could not track him down. Um, and as far as I know, he was never formally arrested and booked like anyone else normally would have been in that situation. Yeah. It wasn't until 13 days after the incident we found out about last week he was booked in Ramsey County. Now, it's interesting why he was booked in Ramsey County. I don't know if they tried to tried to hide his mugshot, but it wasn't in Douglas County. He wasn't booked here in Hennepin, but his mugshot shot was tracked down in Ramsey County. Ramsey. Yeah, 13 days after the incident and five days after he pled guilty to his one misdemeanor. So, And the idea that, that any normal civilian could blow or otherwise test at a point one six and skate away with not only a fourth degree DUI uh, and, and get, get away with such wiffle ball consequences. I mean, the departures from the norm. I mean, I don't have a DUI, God willing. And and, uh, and and we'll talk about the media's response to this, by the way, which was in some ways just as shameful. Uh, but uh, and and the way they've, they've carried the water for Hutchinson uh, in this episode. We'll, we'll come to that in a segment or two here. But uh, but what's what are the other departures you might see uh, from how a normal civilian might be treated if they had been pulled over basically with flammable blood? Yeah, I've spoken to other individuals, some who know family members who got a DUI for far less, uh, like not even wrecking a car and all that. Yeah. Hey, the, the company either fired them, uh, they've lost their license, they lost their right to carry. I've even uh, been told that you have to hook up a machine or some sort of breathalyzer to your vehicle yeah. and blow in it before you the, the interlock, drive, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. none of those I don't believe Hutchinson's going to have to deal with. I don't you think you're going to see a sheriff's car with whiskey plates either. Or no. that too. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what sheriff? Yeah, no, I, I, I think we're we're safe there. So, yeah, I mean, the, the special treatment is is out of hand, and 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 beyond that, I mean, yeah, the, the Ramsey County thing is a new one on me. I mean, I mean, the opposite side of the metro mm -hmm. from where the accident occurred completely. So, has anyone from Hennepin County 
said anything substantive about this here? I mean, has it all been pretty much boilerplate coming from Hennepin County and from the sheriff's office as far as you can tell here? Because that's how it's looked to me. Yeah, I mean, initially he released a apology statement and we've really had nothing else from from him or the office well, on let, this matter. So, so that led to you uh, doing some poking around, you know, the stuff that journalists are supposed to do, uh, asking questions about things, which we'll, we'll come back to in a moment here. And a little bit of a response from Hennepin County uh, this past week. And I'd like to talk about that when we come back. If you have questions or uh, comments for Rebecca Brannon, 651-289-4488, or join us on Twitter, Gab, MeWe, or Parlor at hashtag NARN Show. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, my air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95 go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer that's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF feel the difference what does it mean to be a christian woman in our current culture how does your faith in christ relate to the world around you at times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com.
Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern. I mentioned that, didn't I? Yes, Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. By the way, don't forget, the Patriot Half-Off Deals Program saves you 50% or more on great products and services in the Twin Cities. Right now, you can get half-off on Champion Plumbing, 50% off a 40-gallon tall or short gas gravity water heater, plus the valve and that all-important permit if you're in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Can't uh, can't do anything without a permit uh, unless you're a county sheriff, apparently. Anyway, go to am12athepatriot.com and click on the half-off deals icon or just call 651-405-8800. We're talking with Rebecca Brannon uh, about the uh, Sheriff Dave Hutchinson situation here, a situation that just it's a gift that journalistically just keeps on giving here in terms of finding threads to tug on here, uh, Rebecca Brennan. And, and it's significant, I think, how very, very few reporters in the Twin Cities are tugging on those threads. I mean, I've been going through some of the, I'll put this in scare quotes, coverage from some of the Twin Cities mainstream media, with a few exceptions we'll talk about in a moment here. But Fox 9, Channel 4, uh the, the treatment that, that Hutchinson's gotten so forth probably qualifies more uh, like a day spa than media actual coverage. I mean, it's like I expect someone to be painting his toenails on the air at some point here. It's it's warm and cuddly media coverage, the kind of stuff that I don't think Rich Stanick could have expected had something like this happened with him back in the day. I that's all calls for conjecture, uh, conjecture here. But uh, one thing that is not open to conjecture is that um, the idea that you can skate through a first of all the idea that you can plead out to a fourth degree DUI uh, when you've crashed a car uh, and scattered ammunition all over the place apparently all over the side of the road and and get away with conditions that again probably qualify more as warm and cuddly than uh, consequences for for behavior like that stretches the imagination the terms of his of his of his um sentence are just a, a little let's just say indulgent uh rebecca brandon he what did he get i mean his probation itself is kind of well kind of a joke for anyone who's been involved in a real dui case rebecca brandon yeah, I, I uh apologize i don't know the the details in depth but it's a right. two-year probation and it's, right. as far as what i've been told it's it's unsupervised it's probation to the court yeah um so you, you know there's so many questions probation around. on the honors that's not even probation it's like okay it's uh, your probation is you got to go in and report to someone that you've kept your nose clean you maybe I, I know people who've been on probation, juvenile probation. They go in and they take random urinalysis tests to see if they're if they're using drugs, if they've been drinking. Uh, people with regular DUIs have to go in on probation, and and if part of their conditions of their probation is don't be drinking, yeah, you're going to be taking a whiz test. Uh, th- th- that's part of it, and probation on the honor system is called not probation. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else. It's like saying. Someone's out on parole, but you never have to check in. You can pretty much go back to your regular life, but you're on parole. Don't you make sure you behave, Rebecca? Uh, and, and it goes on from there. Uh, this is, uh, and as and, and we've mentioned, you know, beyond a point zero four, a misdemeanor in general is going to be disqualifying for someone having a carry permit, having the right to keep and bear arms. And maybe you're too young to remember this, Rebecca Brandon, but 20 odd years ago, when domestic violence uh, became a disqualifying offense for carrying a firearm of any kind, thousands of police officers nationwide suddenly lost their their 
law enforcement licenses to carry firearms and had to go get jobs at Walmart or caddying at the country club or delivering Amazon or something. It was it was amazing the number of police with misdemeanors for this sort of thing for domestics, you know, low grade domestics, even suddenly, boom, you're out of law enforcement. As far as I know, Sheriff Hutchinson is now the only sitting sheriff with a misdemeanor on his record and on probation, as far as I know. And, and as from what I'm also told by others in law enforcement, this misdemeanor on his record I, may prevent him from carrying out his daily duties as a sheriff. There are security clearances and a yes. whole other uh, slew of things when it comes to dealing with the courts and testifying. There, there's some murkiness there, and um, I was talking to somebody about that. So it, it'll be curious how he's going to carry out his daily job as a sheriff i didn't i that's one i'd omitted from earlier that's right so having a misdemeanor having a drunk driving arrest for that or conviction for that matter it should have i i know people who work in the defense industry who are exceptionally careful because having a fourth degree driving under the influence will void your security clearance mm. will get it yanked forthwith and suddenly there goes your job as an electrical engineer working on defense contracts. It's pretty important stuff. And if you don't have that as a county sheriff, yeah, literally, what are you going to do? Delegate that out to your receptionist? Uh, well, apparently, the delegation of jobs out to receptionists or to other people in the county um, is, is, is not un, unusual in the, in the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office because, well, we'll come back to that as we talk about the blowback that you've gotten from, let's see, the city of Medina, uh, the, the police department there. So you have been f- uh, covering this issue, uh, this story since the beginning here. Uh, you've been doing the following up. You, here, The only journalist who's been out to Arrowwood actually trying to find some background details. As I recall, I think you were actually out at the crash site at one point and, and f- filming sorry, or shooting pictures of some of the debris out on the road. Was that uh, you? Th- that was somebody else that was uh, Alexandria yeah, Rebel sorry, News, sorry. but I did go out when I was up there to look at the crash site. Nothing was there to see at that point. There was a lot of snow, but... Um, that's right. Um, yeah. You, you carried the... You retweeted the, the coverage from Rebel News. That's yes, right. I do yes, recall to... that here. So... And someone took a, apparently a dim or at least jaundiced view of that. You, you last week started reporting, uh, I believe it was last weekend, last week, started reporting about some, I should just say, what used to be called chilling uh, effect interactions with law enforcement in Hennepin County uh, this past week. Why don't you describe uh, what, what that, the, those interactions with uh, the various police departments involved here? Sure. So it actually goes back to I had received a couple of tips from within law enforcement about the location of his rec squad because, again, I couldn't track where Hutchinson was. I couldn't track his booking information, mugshot, fingerprints, any of this information, even the car. Mm-hmm. Where was the, the wrecked car? Right. Finally, I received a tip, I think, about uh, December 15th Look, this is where the vehicle is. It's at the Public Works location, which is in Medina. Right. So they said it was public property. If the gate is open, it usually is during public hours, business hours. Go in. The vehicle should be there. Yeah. And I went right away that morning on the 15th to take those photos. And, you know, they, they went viral. I had local news media contacting me to have permission to run those images. And the images were shocking. Yeah. I had reporters tell me, wow, I did not think the crash was as bad. And I, I thought to myself, how could you not? I mean, you know, you and I would understand that, but it it really showed the significance of of how did you survive this? I mean, thank goodness he did. I've had friends dine rollovers who weren't even drinking. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a terrible sight. And I took these photos, which then prompted two days later, 
I was up in Alexandria, Medina police were at my parents' home. And uh, I got a phone call from my mother saying, you know, the police are here looking for me, for you. I met Medina police. And she, she was worried about me. And I said, don't yeah. worry, don't worry. I was more worried for them, you know. And I, I did contact Medina police that day and said, look, you've got someone at my parents' home. This is my name and number. Have someone call me. And within 15 minutes, an officer did call me, a, uh, I think, a Josh McKinley. Okay. And uh, to be fair, he was very nice. But uh, I, I said, well, what's the reasoning for your visit? Well, I, he just said I had some questions about photos you took and posted on Twitter. I said, okay. Yeah. And he wanted to know how I got the photos, and I was honest. You know, knowing, too, that I likely was very much caught on footage. I know I was told there was, you know, surveillance there. So I just told him, look, I went during business hours, public property. I told the vehicle was there, and I took the photos. And I said, Nothing there saying you can't go. Yeah, I said, I did not see any signs that said trespassing or private property. He said, nope, you're correct. There are no signs. So I said, what's the reason for the phone call? Um, Have I broken a law? Have I committed a crime? Nope, nope. We're just, you know, trying to... It was a very strange phone call, and I really thought nothing much of it at the moment. It wasn't probably until a week or so later did I reveal on Twitter to the public what had transpired. And um, and I think mostly I was personally uh, shocked I, I revealed those in details because Hutchinson was going on his apology tour on local media. Yeah, and and, and that apology tour was just the most galling thing. I mean, I mean, when he said, well, "I think everyone drives drunk once in a while," it's like, "Wow, let's pull that one out next time we get pulled over." Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone speeds a little bit. Everyone uh, forgets to signal. I uh, have a few bumps. Do a little squealing before you drive. Well, everyone does it here. It was one of the most galling, tone deaf performances I've ever seen, and yet the Twin Cities media carried it uh, uncritically. I mean, you, you saw hardly a word of 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 blowback from Twin Cities media about this. I mean, is this for real? What do you think when you saw the apology tour? Well, you know, I come from local media. I used to work at Fox 9. You know, you have 25 minutes in newscast to run your sports, your local weather, you know, a few few feel-good stories. And so they, they give you your 20-second soundbite, and all you got was, I'm sorry, and, and whatever Hutchinson wanted, right? You saw yeah. no in-depth reporting, no no real questioning. And so, uh, you know, just by design, I, I feel that media realm is is almost become outdated, which I think is why independent journalism is so important. It's why I do what I do, because if you want the full picture, if you want the full, full spectrum of what's happening, you're not going to get that from local media. You're just going to get what Hutchinson wanted. <laughs> he got his, his, his few moments to say, I'm sorry. A few did pick up on what you just said his yeah. line, which I thought was very inappropriate. I found offensive. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, Rebecca, can we give you one more segment, Rebecca? Here, yeah, that's uh, fine. because there's some there's more so to much. talk about. You got to talk about Medina and more in depth. Too. Oh yeah, we barely scratched the surface here. <laughs> By the way, we want to open up the phone six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The number to call if you have questions, comments, feedback for Rebecca Brannon uh, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network AM twelve eighty. The Patriot, go nowhere. The fun is technically three quarters done. Ergo, just beginning. Go nowhere. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? 
Yep, I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options, so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors, so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Right today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, tonight... My band, Elephant in the Room, in so many ways, uh, playing at Neeson Sports Bar and Lounge over in Savage. And when I say Savage, it's not like all halfway over to South Dakota Savage. It's just inside the Savage Line, about uh, five miles west, maybe, of 35W on Highway 13. It's, it's the part of Savage that those of us from St. Paul can actually find if we had a gun held to our head. And I've been there before. We had such an amazing time playing there in September. Tonight, New Year's Day at Neeson's. This is going to be lit. So uh, check on Come on out. Check it out. We've got the edge of the metro drink prices because, yeah, what's the edge of the metro? <laughs> and uh, it's always a lot of fun. And of course, the stage, the lights, the sound system there just kind of makes you feel for one glorious evening like... 
those years you spent trying to be a rock star back in the 80s weren't completely wasted, and you finally made it. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, we're talking with Rebecca Brannon about uh, her go-around with Hennepin County uh, Law Enforcement or Administration or somebody. Phantom actors in Hennepin County. We'll come back to that in a moment here. So we have been through uh, your episode uh, attempting to, well, actually going out and getting the photos of the most completely wrecked car at the Medina Public Works office. The response from the uh, Medina police, you and to their credit, the folks of the Minnesota Reformer, a, uh, a, a local left leaning, I think it's fair to say, uh, news organization that that to its credit, actually does reporting on things, even when it's not necessarily in their political interest, have been going about trying to find out who it was that told the uh, the Medina uh, police to check into you, to check in with your parents, to take an interest in this case in the first place. Since to the best of my knowledge, nothing about this case involved the city of Medina's jurisdiction at all, other than a place to drop that most completely wrecked car. I mean... Medina should have no involvement in this right. case, right? From what I've been told by others in law enforcement, you know, why not send out Hennepin Sheriff's Office if, if they were really indeed concerned, right? Yeah. And it's just not, not ordinary. It's not, it was not typical. It was right. know, rather inappropriate. And I, I think it speaks to uh, a level of intimidation because I, I knew I had broken no laws. The officer on the phone knew I had broken no laws. So again, right. what was the need for the inquiry? And he came in on his day off to, to <laughs> question me and, and actually drive to Edenbury to my parents home right yeah wow that's amazing and of course this is sort of stuff that uh, were the shoe on the other political foot and of course your reporting is frequently uh, linked with with right of center organizations and causes uh, like mine <laughs> uh you know no shame in that game uh but on the other side this referred to as having a chilling effect on reporting on journalism on the media here i i just have to wonder if it how could anyone look at this sort of activity on the part of undisclosed or still unclear actors with Hennepin County and and call it anything but an attempt to chill the transparency and the reporting on on government and 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 its officials and their actions and their and the consequences for them. I mean, is there any way that you could look at what happened with the city of Medina, the police, uh, as affable as they seem to have been, as anything but an attempt to chill your uh, reporting here? Yeah, I've unfortunately can't see it any other way. And, you know, Dina Winters did a really great job. I appreciate her for writing her in-depth article about that whole scenario. And and when she published that, I had actually gone to Medina Police Department, I think this was about a week ago, and I wanted to get an uh, ICR, an initial police report or Mm -hmm. incident report. Usually that's uh, readily available, at least here in the cities. Because this was over two weeks ago, the visit actually happened. I thought, well, there should be no issue in obtaining a report like that. It's a public record. Well, I was told right off the bat... uh, they, they took my information, walked away, and came back and said, we can't release that right now. Right. And I said, well, is there a reason? Or Well, it's policy. They, you know, they kind of skirted around the issue. Next day, Medina Police Department creates a Twitter account for the sole purpose of putting out a press release. <laughs> and I think a, a PR, you know, uh, trying to... Uh, Cover, cover one's yes. push. We yes. can say that on Salem uh, Radio. Yes, uh, that's I did. Now I was going to ask you about the press release that the Medina Police released. I had to have been the first press release I've ever read from the Medina Police Department. Uh, and you, I did not know until you told me this during the break. As you just said, this is on a Twitter account 
that was brand new. Tweet number one from Medina Police Department to release this press release, Tell, which I thought was hilarious right then and there. I mean, it's, it has to be the last police department in Minnesota not to have its own Twitter account, and its own social media profile. Uh, salute Medina. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the, the press release itself. I thought that was interesting because Dina Winter, I questioned Dina Winter about this myself on Twitter. It's like, do we know who this person is? Do you plan on filing some sort of data practices request, uh, government data practices request on who it was that, that was in communication with Medina to have them check in on you? Uh, she said no one was telling them. It was, it was classified information. And then suddenly Medina breaks its social, its, uh, its social media silence. It comes out with this press release where they name a name from the, and I don't have the name in front of me right now, but uh, someone from Hennepin County Administration. But the story doesn't end there, uh, Rebecca Brandon. There's there's a couple of different explanations for this floating around that you've seen as well here, as I recall. Uh, right. And that was interesting because it was, I believe, different information that was told to Dina. She was told of a individual from Hennepin Sheriff's Office, and then it turned into, well, now this is someone from the administrator's office. It's it's unclear what's true or what not, but the fact is they were backtracking and admitted, yes, there was an inquiry into me, an investigation, and uh, it did not look well on them, I don't think. It didn't. And, and we're, I mean, it's starting to look... Well, starting to look, Captain Obvious, your promotion to major is is here. Uh, it's starting to look. I mean, there's like organized effort to cover up the details of the thing. Not just, not just. I mean, we're, we've gone beyond simple obfuscation here. If we have multiple agencies shuffling vehicles off into the hinterlands uh, to to counties that don't even have their own social media, I mean, gosh, why would somebody want to bury a vehicle off in a county that doesn't even do Twitter? Uh, I mean. Maybe I'm connecting too many dots here, Rebecca Brandon, but this is sounding like quite the cover-up. There's still more, I think, to come out, and there has been on a weekly basis, almost daily basis. I find out something new. I have recently received tips that I have to uh, confirm, but it, it sounds to me, from what I'm told, that Medina Police apparently sent out an email to city council members of Medina and uh, tried to tell them that there's rumors going on on social media and they aren't true. But then, of course, they underestimated the power of social media myself going viral, the Minnesota Reformer article dropping. Yeah. I think that's why they dropped the press release. But I find it very interesting that they wanted to tell city council members that this was a rumor and that this was false. Now, I have not obtained these emails, but this is, again, another new development. And, and, and one part of this, this larger story here, right? Yeah. There's, there's so much more, I think, with Hutchinson alone that will come out, right? Yeah. Uh, details of that night and, and how it, this affects his, his job as sheriff with the misdemeanor. Uh, you know, there's, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. So I, I know that, like a reporter, your your job is to make sure you get all the facts right before you, you talk about it. And, and if you can't answer this, that's perfectly fine. That's totally legitimate. But what does your gut tell you about this? If you if you had to hazard a guess, if you could be uh, prevailed upon to hazard a guess at this point, what does this lead towards uh, from whatever you can see so far? I don't know what it leads towards. I think Hutchinson will will stay in office. Yeah. He he won't resign. But I I I think it'll just show more of the cover up that was attempted, and, and yeah. the way this all was handled from the moment it, it transpired and happened. Yeah, I mean that's that's just. And again, I'm connecting too many dots from too many prior episodes like this, but. It's become a political cliche over the last fifty years for a reason. It's not the actual crime. I mean, 
if everyone indeed does drive drunk and roll cars and 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 uh, and get found crawling down the freeway, well, then the heck, that's 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 the norm, apparently, according to Dave Hutchinson on his on his uh, apology tour. But yeah, the covering it up, the trying to to make sure that the details stay nice and buried, that's that's. Not unprecedented, but certainly very uh, not transparent. Well, and the fact, I think not even just to cover it, but how this was, was this properly handled? I mean, the vehicle alone, I don't think was properly processed because I had taken photos and there are a lot of items that I found in that vehicle that a lot of people on social media questioned, whether it was the so-called weed gummies or hemp gummies. I'm unfamiliar with those products, but I'm told that you can get high off of those, that THC would show up in your bloodstream, but was his blood taken? And those items weren't inventory and also other yeah. cartridges to to possibly smoke marijuana i didn't touch those items but um you know a lot of those things were overlooked had you or i crashed our car i think a lot of those items would have been inventory to to try to determine the, the cause of the crash but because he's the sheriff you know it was kind of a quick and done deal right it seems to be it seems as, to be is as, as, as if it's just a whole lot of stuff literally and figuratively got swept away and, and and hidden up just to 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 cause as little conflict as possible again that's the appearance of the impropriety here and yeah so the watching the and i believe it was from the uh Re- alexandria rebel coverage of yes the cbd gummies the 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 THC vape cartridges, allegedly, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and ammunition everywhere. It's like that stuff's expensive. I mean, <laughs> and by the way, all due respect to the sheriff for still being a three fifty seven Magnum revolver guy after everyone's all gone nine millimeter automatic. I mean, I mean, uh, oh gee, there. But on the other hand, it's if if you and I rolled a car and scattered ammunition to the four winds, that would be looked upon rather yeah. dimly by the authorities as well. The double standard and the media treatment is really another standout, and the main standout, too. I mean, think about somebody like John Thompson, Representative yeah. John Thompson. You either agree with him or you don't like him. I mean, right. he's infamous for many reasons. Yeah. Think of how he was treated all summer, yeah. correct, by the media, hounded by the media. And Dave Hutchinson, for I'm sorry, for doing far much worse, wasn't at all scrutinized in that way. And let's be honest here. I mean, I I hate to get too partisan about this sort of thing, but I mean, if Rich Stanek had rolled a car, the last elected Republican, uh, perhaps in the history or future of Mm -hmm. Hennepin County, until the zombie apocalypse finally settles in, uh, it would have been a very different media story. Oh, they would have been outside his home. They would have, you know. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) The hypocrisy is is, is just astounding. I mean, remembering, and maybe you don't remember this, but the way the media covered Morgan Grams, the son of Rod Grams, uh, the non-custodial son after the divorce of Rod Grams, whom Rod Grams had very little to do with raising uh, under the terms of, of their divorce, speaking of, of f- former Fox 9 people. Uh, I mean, the, the saturation coverage of everything he did or everything Michelle Bachman was, was alleged to have done when she was in office. I mean, the double standard is, I mean, you cannot count on the media at least the traditional media, to do that digging, partly because of the logistics of TV news, Mm -hmm. which you told us about and which I'm somewhat aware of myself, and partly because, well, they they are so very subject. I I get the impression that so many of them are just terrified of losing access to sources in Hennepin County. I mean, it's uh, that, that's a factor. I mean, it is, it is. And that's what's nice about being independent, I admit. I don't answer to anybody. I, I go where I want to go, and I dig where I want to dig, and without worries of how it's going to affect um, anything or anything around me, right? 
Yeah, you, you're the one person in media who doesn't have an editor yelling across this, do this one by the book. I guess that's cop shows. Never mind. Not reporter <laughs> stuff. Never mind. Rebecca Brannon, uh, what's the next step for you here on this story here? What, where, well, where, there is quite a bit. I, yeah. and I don't want to speak to it because I, I like to have all my facts and, and tangible items in front of me. Yeah. There, there's a lot of information and leads I have yet to go on this, this story alone with the sheriff. We'll see yeah. what develops there. And um, I will continue to cover unrest and protesting crimes in Minneapolis, which is what I primarily do uh, visually with my yeah. videography on, on Twitter. So You have this uncanny knack for being at the right or perhaps wrong place at the right time well, I have with to a admit, camera. The probability of something happening when you go out is so high. You don't have to look far and, and, and go be out very long. There's there's crime on a daily basis. I mean, oh, yeah. carjackings and the auto thefts, and you, you, you only get glimpses of them, again, through through local media because they got that 25-minute limitation of a newscast. Yeah. You would never know the amount of crime that happens on a daily basis. So I try to visually uh, show that to folks because I think the visual is much more stronger. And when you really see it, it's it's something else more significant because I think the public has become almost numb to the headlines. Oh, another carjacking. Oh, another robbery. Right. It's all very abstract until either you see it or it happens uh, by you. I live in the Midway. Have, it's nothing novel about it to me whatsoever. And when I hear the shiny happies from Shoreview and, and Chaska say, ah, it's not so bad. I went to a show at the uh, I went to a show at the Dakota. It was per- perfectly hunky dory. Oh yeah, the odds are still in your favor at any given place, at any given time, even downtown, even in the Midway. Uh, but those odds keep getting worse and right. worse and worse. And, and I just described to folks the environment is so volatile, it's so unpredictable, and that's what's scary. You don't know what could happen at any given moment. Overall, yeah, you could probably go out tonight and you'd be all right. But why? It's, Take that chance. You don't know if you're going to get robbed in one of the parking ramps tonight or held at gunpoint. It, it's happening. It, ha- it is happening. It's not just a hallucination. It's not just a bunch of MAGA hat wearing loonies who hate coming in from Burnsville. It's a- you're absolutely right, Rebecca Brannon. So we need to follow up on this in the future here. This is yeah, we'll uh, stay in touch. Abso- absolutely. Thanks a lot. Right. Re- uh, we'll do. Rebecca Brannon, ladies and gentlemen, independent journalist and one of the few actual reporters left in the Twin Cities. Uh, that's my editorial comment there. Uh, Uh, One more segment to go, which means the fun's still barely beginning here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app as winston churchill said all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word freedom justice honor duty mercy and hope hi this is andrew parker with the law firm parker daniels keyboard join me every sunday at 4 p.m for the victory hour when we will talk politics israel and the law the Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The Patriot. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is, three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. And I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. 
Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Start corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, or Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Cultural Marxism is spreading like wildfire in America. It shows up in everything from critical race theory to the LGBT movement to cancel culture. But did you know that this so-called woke ideology is also flooding into the church? Decide not to be content with merely being a non-racist. Will you decide to make the shift to anti-racism? The brand new documentary, How the Left is Stealing Your Church, exposes the infiltration of Bible-believing churches and denominations by an anti-God, anti-gospel agenda. From George Soros giving money to Campus Crusade to the Southern Baptist Convention's recent flirtation with critical race theory, you will discover how this false ideology is being smuggled into the evangelical church and how the left is stealing your church. Stream it now for $9.99 or get the DVD for $12.99. Watch on your phone, tablet, or TV. Go to SalemNow.com or look for the Salem Now app. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Not that you have a lot of time to get through. I mean, we're going to be, what, five minutes here. I went way along with Rebecca Brandon, as indeed I should. It was the story. If you're not concerned about the extreme, not just lack of transparency, but attempt to achieve opacity that you're seeing from Hennepin County in this story, then you don't get what democracy is supposed to be. You don't. And, and I, you don't get what the media is supposed to be doing to keep uh, democracy viable. I mean, it's here in conservative talk radio, we criticize the mainstream media pretty heavily, pretty constantly. It's almost to the point of being a cliche, a knee jerk reaction at times. I say at times because it's frequently very, very justified. But there are people out there who, who take their distrust of media to kind of a cliched level. It's not entirely fair. Always. All reporters aren't aren't useless, even reporters for mainstream media. I could name a few reporters for mainstream television stations and newspaper outlet news, you know, print news outlets, uh, public radio, uh, for example, and, and say, yeah, these are some legitimate reporters. They work within the limitations of their media. They work with the limitations of their organizations, but they do a good job, a conscientious job, a fair job of dispassionate reporting. That being said, if the people can't trust their institutions to do the job they are supposed to do fairly and dispassionately, and by institutions I mean both official ones like courts, like law enforcement, like the FBI, like the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, like all official, like the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office, like the Hennepin County court system, like all of the major metro court systems enforcing the law fairly, impartially and uh, without regard to politics or social pressure if we can't trust them not to mention the media whose job it is to be 
in the purest sense of the term, uh, a external check and balance on the power and opacity of government, if we can't trust them, then democracy eventually, and by democracy I mean with a small d, representative government, government of, by, and for the people, not 50% plus one, because someone's going to call and say, hey, democracy is just, we don't ever have that. Yeah, I know that. Small d democracy, participatory government in general, is impossible. It can't be done. It cannot survive in the wild. And over this, that's been either the most illuminating or damaging thing in this last few years in this country, really, since the uh, since the the since the election of Barack Obama, you started to see some. I mean, the media you could tell was biased, largely speaking, to the left. Forty years ago, during the Reagan years, I mean, Ronald Reagan had to outflank the media just as much as Donald Trump did. He didn't have Twitter. He had to do it through the pure force of personality and the ability to uh, interact with whatever conservative media there was back then to outflank the media, and he did it very successfully. Uh, President Trump had Twitter, for better or worse, and by the way, his Twitter account was largely for worse. Sorry, Trump fans. His tw- his the, the mean tweets didn't help anything. Uh, The best of his policy did help things, but his Twitter feed was largely uh, a negative throughout his his presidency. And I'd say that as, if not a Trump fan, certainly a Republican. But if you can't trust the media to be fair, dispassionate, objective, then democracy, depending as it does on having an external check and balance, a.k.a. the media on it, does become a little bit impossible and you can't trust them as an institution because well i refer you back to something that happened 49 months ago today december 1st 2016 on the wnyc program on the media which is a public radio production national public radio broadcast it's heard sundays here in the twin cities on the the public radio a government supported station and in that segment, actually an entire hour show of this, frankly, almost unbearably smug media watchdog or media analysis show, you had representatives of the New York Times and the Washington Post both saying that it was time to suspend the usual rules of the media, in other words, giving the who, what, when, where, why, and how of a story, and turn the media's attention and job, indeed, to, and I quote, denormalizing Donald Trump. And you Put that in line with all the other abuses, all the other riggings of the system that we've seen, not only from the media, but from the FBI, from uh, the linkages between law enforcement, media, and political campaigns, and the Democrat Party. And you start to wonder, legitimately, how is it we save democracy? Well, that's what we're here for, week in, week out. Uh, Jack Tomzak up next. Brad Carlson tomorrow, 1 to 3. King Banyan next Saturday, 9 to 11. See you then. God bless you all. Happy New Year. God bless America. This is a test of the emergency alert system.
This has been a test of the emergency alert system. This is a coordinated test of the broadcast stations in your area. We are testing equipment that can quickly warn you in the event of an emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, an official message would have followed the alert tone. This concludes the test of the emergency alert system. At Salem Media Group Twin Cities, we're committed to delivering the best in talk radio programming. AM 1280 The Patriot, AM 980 The Mission, The Biz 1440, and Freedom 1570. There's also our Christian music station, thefishtwincities.com. At Avail Academy, we teach that God has made each of us uniquely great for His glory. God's glory shines brightest, and our deepest joy is found when we use our gifts for the cause of Christ in our homes, communities, schools, and churches. At Avail Academy, we are called to spark each student's potential and fan it fully into flame by expertly immersing academics in God's word and way. And because living a life of purpose doesn't start after graduation, we create opportunities right now for our students to develop their talents by serving others. We partner with families to integrate faith and learning in every class, activity, and event inside and outside of the classroom. This makes Avail Academy a distinctly different educational experience, one where the aim is more than just achieving the good life, but a life of service. This is Christian education on purpose. Visit availacademy.org to learn how Avail Academy, a K-12 school, wants to partner with you. Availacademy.org. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. AM 1280, The Patriot is WW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.